0: The Chicago Bulls face a team tonight in the Orlando Magic that they just, quite frankly, don't match up well against. How can the Chicago Bulls try to find some success against the Orlando Magic? We'll talk about that today. We'll also talk about some of the recent trade rumors to come up surrounding this team after their recent struggles, and we'll dive into the Bag. We'll get into all that and more right after this. <laughs> You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow me at CEO Hayes if you choose to do so on any social media platform. Now, we're here to talk about our Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls face a team in the Orlando Magic today that... Like I said in the opening, they just quite frankly don't match up well against the Orlando Magic, are a team that presents a lot of problems for the Chicago Bulls. When you look at how the Chicago Bulls do struggle when they, when they struggle against teams, the size and length of the Orlando Magic, just between the players of uh, Franz Wagner, Paulo Banchero, and Wendell Carter are are just tough matchups for those same positions on the Chicago Bulls. You got, you got Pat, Patrick Williams who's probably going to dr- draw that, that matchup against Paulo Banchero and I'm not really – I'm not hopeful for it at all. Like, I know Pat played much better against the uh, the uh, Charlotte Hornets, and I'm glad to see him playing that game, going back home. And we've seen some games in which Patrick Williams has guarded – Long, athletic the player players pretty well, but I'm just not hopeful of it. And then you have the window Carter matchup. Window Carter literally sees the Chicago Bulls every time and licks his chops. And him and Vooch have it, he's owned that matchup basically since we traded the, the players for each other. And Franz Wagner on on Demar Derozan that length and the fact that Franz just he doesn't back down defensively. He's not the greatest defensive player. I'm not saying like like Franz Wagner is some some type of lockdown defender, but it just presents those type of problems for um, for DeMar DeRozan. And then you also factor in Gary Harris, Markel Foltz, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs. And if J- Jonathan Isaac does play, he sat last night, but that could be, to because to, they were doing injury management on him, could very well be that he's going to be playing tonight. And if that, that, that happens, those are just players that just again, present matchup problems for the Chicago Bulls. And we already know Jalen Suggs, Mr. Magic City, Just he just seems to have it, have it out for the Chicago Bulls. If he played the Chicago Bulls 82 games out the season, he'd be one of the best players in the NBA. So really when it comes down to it, what the Bulls have to do is first off in this game they have to rebound the ball as a team it's going to be tough the Orlando Magic are are a team that is just going to at least on paper outwork the Chicago Bulls when it comes to the rebounding matchup And as we've seen with this with the Chicago Bulls team when they get out rebounded it really does affect their game it affects how they get their offense it affects how easy that offense is for them overall and so the Orlando Magic right now they're the 17th ranked team in rebounding in the NBA but that doesn't really mean anything when it comes to that for this team uh, because as we know with the Chicago Bulls you cannot like the Bulls just they suck like let's just be clear here when the Bulls don't rebound the ball well and especially in, in times where we're not playing we're not playing Andre Drummond we're not getting those double digit rebounds from him um it's it's tough it's just a tough matchup for the Chicago Bulls and so you know with the way Billy Donovan plays with the with the matchups and, and lineups that he uses I'm not gonna lie to you guys I'm worried about this matchup with the Chicago Bulls uh coming in tonight now as we've seen with this team, this team has been so up and down that very well this team could come in and they can go back to looking like the team that beat Boston, that beat Brooklyn, that beat the top teams in the Eastern Conference. But you know, I'm just not at, at the point right now. I, it'd be crazy to be hopeful that the Bulls are going to be able to pull this out. But we'll see. We'll see what the Bulls can do. Um, Drobics listed as probable, so he may make his return today. I don't know how much that really adds to this team in the matchup uh, areas that they have. But you know, if the Bulls. Yeah, I don't even want to say that. Like, at the end of the day, the Bulls know what they need to do. The Bulls know that they need to come in and execute. The Bulls know that the heart they need to play with, and they have success when they play with heart. When they play, when they rebound with the team, when they move the ball around, all those things, we've seen it. All the season, the story is out on that. We know what, how good this Bulls team can be when they are playing as a team and doing those things. The question is, are they going to do it? That's where the question remains for this team. Are they going to do it? And we have not seen it at a consistent enough level yet to where we can just say, Hey, this team is going to do it. So we'll see. At the end of the day, we'll see. The Bulls, you know, we'll still have our, our pregame show, our halftime hangout, and postgame shows all live tonight. That's still going to go down. But I tell you what, I, if the Bulls do look and get embarrassed again tonight, not necessarily saying if they, if they lose a close game, all right, it is what it is. I'll give some grace in that matter. But if they get completely embarrassed like they have the last two games, specifically in the second half, it won't be Hayes that's hosting the postgame show. It's going to be Petty Roosevelt that's host, hosting the postgame show. So be tuned in for that. Now, one thing I want to get into before we get into the, uh, the, the mailbag is that, of course, with the Bulls' struggles coming back up, trade rumors have come back up. Now, Mark Stein has said that he's heard from league sources that the Bulls could move Andre Drummond by the trade deadline. Now, this kind of makes sense if you look at the way that Drummond has not been used. Um, his usage rate is down considerably in the past 12 games. He's uh, his only playing a career-low 13 minutes per game any- anyway, and he's only played more than 10 minutes twice in the month of January. That's the whole month. We're basically at the end of the month. It's the twenty eighth. We're at the end of the month. So what? And 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 this goes back to Billy Donovan liking to play small ball. I've said before that maybe it wasn't Billy Donovan that likes to play small ball. Maybe it's just the 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 the, the roster. And Don't get me wrong. Andre Drummond has not played great in some games, but there have been games where we absolutely just needed size. Even if Andre Drummond got into foul trouble, we just we, we needed the size. And so I would not be surprised if the Bulls do move. Him. Now, his contract isn't large, so that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get anything back considerably for Andre Drummond. It won't be a major trade. We could very well walk away from this trade deadline. And the biggest trade the Bulls make is trading Andre Drummond and, at Drummond and probably getting smaller. That, that may be what we walk away from with this trade deadline. But, you know, you never know. Um, a team could look at Andre Drummond's contract, just, you know, give a counterpoint. This is not my opinion. My opinion is the, this, the, it, I think the Bulls probably the only move they may make is moving Andre Drummond. But to play devil's advocate to myself um, while I'm in all red, no be- Bulls gear, though. I told you guys I'm still blacking out on Bulls gear. Um, with that being said, though, is that um, maybe – a team does take a veteran contract in Andre Drummond, which isn't a lot. Um, they, they can get out of that deal at the end of the season. Maybe they look at it like that, and they maybe we can get a Jared Vanderbilt with the with the Portland first-round pick just to match out. I don't know. But unless AK is working some magic out under his sleeve, I don't expect us to get anything major back from Andre Drummond, even if we do trade him to a contender that needs some size and things like that. I don't think we can get a first-round pick or anything like that. At the most, we'll probably get a second A future second at that maybe not even in this upcoming draft so you know that's where i sit with that um and also said in that same uh casey johnson wrote in his mailbag that that andre drummond could be a buyout candidate which is even worse like if you can't even get a trade for a veteran that's on a veteran minimum contract for the most part um that's 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 tough man if they end up buying andre drummond out while when he did play gave us some things. Yeah, I know it wasn't all perfect, and the advanced analytics don't really like the way the Drummond's been playing lately, but that's just, that's tough. That's tough. But outside of that, we're also getting trade rumors that uh, Detroit Pistons and Charlotte Hornets are really interested in Io DeSumo. Now, I've said this, I really do think, and this is my personal opinion, I could be completely wrong, um, that Acme does not want to trade away their young players and have those young players turn into stars elsewhere. So, when you hear trade rumors around Io DeSumo, I tend not to believe those personally. Uh, I don't think that they're going to have a problem extending him this summer and things like that, but I could be wrong. Again, I, I don't, I don't tr- I try to keep myself from acting like I know all, like I have all the answers, but just the feel that I get and the vibe that I get from Acme, um, I don't think that they're going to move on from Io DeSumo. I know Io has not played the best either. He's definitely hitting a sophomore slump on top of that. Um, so we'll, we'll end up seeing what the Bulls end up doing with that, but we're also, lastly, hearing uh, that... The Bulls asking price for Alex Caruso is two first-round picks. Now, this I understand. While Alex Caruso is not an offensive juggernaut at all, we all know what he is and his shooting can be up and down, when you look at... The, the team teams that would be interested in a player like Alice Caruso are probably going to be contending teams, meaning that even if you do get a first bit back, that's going to be a late first round pick. So you might as well try to get two of them. And there could be teams like a Golden State Warriors. There could be teams like a um, I, I don't have like the standings in front of me, but there absolutely could be teams that are interested in trading for Alice Caruso. Uh, because they, he's helped sure up their their um their championship run. You look at teams like the Philadelphia 76ers. Could they lose use a defender off the bench? Absolutely. Now their guard rotation is pretty heavy as well. The Brooklyn Nets could use another defender. Um, as they're still you know hovering there that the fourth seed right now. Uh, they've they've uh, only won four out of the last six. They could look at some defense. The Cleveland Cavaliers can use some more defense because Isaac Okoro has not been the defender that some of us thought he was going to be for that team coming in. Maybe even the Miami Heat, who right now sit at six in the Eastern Conference could possibly look to make a move and add some defense, maybe moving Max Struess, things like that. So there's some uh, there's some options out there. I don't know if all those teams have first-round picks, but I like that the Bulls set that asking price for Alex Caruso. They may not get it at this trade deadline, but don't be surprised if they are trying to shop, which I, it didn't say that they are, it just says that that's the asking price. But if they do decide to try to shop Alex Caruso, do not be surprised if that happens this offseason and maybe at the draft and the Bulls get some things for Alex Caruso. Now, it does also say last on this, is that they will they're telling teams they will not trade Zach Levine. The Zach Levine trade is not happening, but and they seem determined. Casey Johnson quoted this, they seem determined to keep DeMar DeRozan, which there's a little. A little gray area in that. So are are, are they, they're determined to keep him, but are they opening the right deal to move DeMar DeRozan? So, you know, maybe the, the trade deadline is a little bit more interesting for the Chicago Bulls than what I think. Uh, you guys can let me know how interesting you think it's going to get. I'm not expecting much at the trade deadline for the Chicago Bulls, but, you know, I could be wrong. But... With all that being said, let's get into the mailbag, and I'm going to tell you guys right now. We got two voicemails from Goon. Usually when I get two voicemails from people, I don't play them, but I think all Bulls fans need to hear it. We also have two for Michael Corn today and another one from Shay. We're going to go ahead and get into those right now.
1: What's up, nephew, this is your auntie, a.k.a. the Bulls back post. I'm trying to throw out Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, I O. What the fuck was that? Like, what the fuck was that? We up 21, bro. Like, what the fuck y'all, y'all need to time. Cause the first, the first half, y'all came out with energy. Y'all had heart. The play was right. Y'all, hey, y'all was doing y'all. Half I came. Everybody lost and got confused. I don't know what the fuck going on. I, yo, bro, I am getting so tired of you. Ain't no more excuse for you. You, you, P, uh, PW, uh, Kobe, you was alright, but, hey. No shots, y'all got to get that shit together. Y'all, wide the fuck open, just, y'all, y'all just, I just, man, look. I just don't know what to say. Y'all come to having a fucking me. What the fuck is y'all talking about? How the fuck y'all gonna piss the fucking fans off? Y'all need to be having to me how y'all could be, man, burst motherfucker. Because y'all not listening to no motherfucking Billy. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck y'all having to mean about. Because y'all don't the fuck y'all want to do. Ain't no way in hell, this thing should have came back and did. Y'all y'all, y'all got plump. Y'all play like some pussies. Y'all play like some goo ball Jamal. And the front office, I don't know what y'all going to do, bro. Y'all got to do something. The trade deadline is approaching, and y'all need to do something, bro. I don't give a fuck what y'all do, but y'all need to do something. And David Taylor, I don't understand. That boy got more energy than any motherfucking He got more energy than... Then on the bench, then they get on the motherfucking court. I don't know why y'all don't, we the only motherfucking team in the NBA don't play all motherfucking rookie. But he go to the motherfucking G League and go crazy. I don't know what they the Chicago Bulls watching, but they need to go to the G League and sit back and watch them. Because the shit, i seen how hey, he plays shit. He needs some sit on the floor. And I don't know why they ain't playing drums. I don't know the boys can freeze, man. They back We got we we got to get these wins. These next couple games should be on. We should have had Indiana. We should have kicked it off. We already kicked it off for Atlanta. Indiana. I don't give a fuck. It was a double uh, game. We should have had that game. These next two games, we got to get these games, bro. We 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 got to play. We got to do it well. We got to come hard. Well, all right, bro.
0: You guys already know. I think most of us love Goon. Goon is the spirit animal for a lot of Bulls fans. And everything she says right now, the Bulls have been bipolar all season. The player meetings, I don't care about player meetings anymore. And to like I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear no more talking. I don't want to hear no more last two minute reports. I don't want to hear none of that. I want to see results on the court. And if I don't see results from the players, if I don't see results in the in the in the refs officiating the game more fairly and not doing some of the the messed up stuff that they've been doing lately, I really don't care about no more last last two minutes reports. I don't, that that crap don't mean nothing to me at this point. You can miss me with the last two minute reports. You can miss me with player meetings. You can miss me with a lot of the crap. Because I really quite frankly, don't give a damn anymore. Um, but as far as no more future for Io to don't get me wrong, Io's having a down season. And I don't think too many people are gonna say that Io's season hasn't been a little bit disappointing, especially, you know, him winning that starting point guard role. He had a really good preseason in which he was the best point guard. He earned that role um this preseason. Um last season was kind of just thrust into the role by by things that happened. So I do think he I do feel like he earned it at the start of the season, but he hasn't earned to keep it. And it's been a tough season for to Sumu But he's a sophomore, sophomore player. Sophomore slumps are a thing for some people, not everyone. And maybe he's going through that. Also, I do think that Billy Donovan just hasn't put Io in a position to really grow his game. That's my personal opinion. Um... That, that's just me. Yeah, Io made his his the name for himself defensively last season, and that's all fine and dandy. But some of the things that we've just, uh, you know, when Io does get his offense, it is in transition, and this Bulls team just doesn't play in transition enough. Um, But, you know, that's not making excuses. At the end of the day, Io has not performed. He has not performed in the way that we need him to perform as the starting point guard for this team. So, you know, we'll see what ends up happening if things do change. I guess we'll see. Um, But, yeah, that was Goon's first voicemail. Let's get into this next one. This one's... Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about myBookie—you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today.
2: From Mike Hayes. Hey. Uh Yes, to your question, Dale and Terry should get minutes on the court. Uh The brutal loss to the Pacers, the other night's a great example. You clearly saw how tired players were in the second half, and they were playing an eight-player uh, rotation. He definitely could have gotten some minutes, not at garbage time, but where it counted in the you know, third quarter, for instance. Give him some time, Uh see what you got in him. Uh if the Bulls lose to the Hornets tonight, uh then I'm gonna uh, enjoy listening uh to the mailbag on the weekend. Imagine if they they lose, uh fans are gonna be raging mad. Uh have a great night. Uh even if the bull lose, uh stay positive. Um I know that's really hard to do. Um love the show. This is Michael Korn. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Go Bulls.
0: Michael Corn responding to something that I threw out there a couple of episodes ago on Dalen Terry, and the way that I look at it is this: I understand that Dalen Terry is getting to work on aspects of his game down in the G League that he just is not going to be able to work on if he was on the main, if he was if he was getting main minute here. As far as like everything goes through him in the G League when he does play, he's not going to get those opportunities to to handle the ball and do those things here. But the one thing that we do need, we need energy, we need defense. He can provide those things, and why. It's tough to ask a player to do double duty. Uh, Michael Korn hit a great point. Coming off that Paris coming off a back-to-back, those are times and opportunities where you can work in Daylon Terry getting 10 meaningful minutes because your players are tired. And what this team has shown on those back-to-backs, they do come out flat. So, I I just wish that the development plan was a little bit more clear. I understand G League can be a development plan and part of that, and I do think that that's what they're doing, but I just think that while this team is trying to find something and needing something and needing energy, you keep seeing rookies and young players and second-year players cook the Chicago Bulls because they have that heart. The one thing that we all know Dalen Terry does have is that heart. Yes, there are going to be times where he makes mistakes. Yes, there's going to be times where he looks lost out there. Yes, there's going to be times where he makes frustrating plays for us and things like that, but the growing pains we need to see with Daylon Terry, and we need to allow him to go through that. In my opinion, that's where I sit. You guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Shay.
3: Hey, what's up? This is Shea. You know, after seeing this New Orleans, no, nah, Charlotte Hornets game, I'm convinced. Billy Donovan has something against Andre Drummond. Now, look, I understand you got to perform well in practice in order to get into the game, but i look at it like this. And I know what you're going to say. Sometimes this team has has to play with a lot more heart. But heart is just like talent. It only gets us so far. You know, it's going to come a time where guys like Derrick Jones Jr. and guys like Javante Green, they can't compete with a guy like hmm, Jared Allen on the defensive board. You need a guy with equal amount of size that can help them with that. And I think that Billy Donovan is just too infatuated with small ball. Now, look, I know Andre Drummond ain't even playing no best lately, but at this point you kind of gotta throw shit to the wall i hope it sticks anyway tell me what you think
0: and billy donovan and andre this is one of the things like don't get me wrong I know that Andre Drummond has not played the best. He has had games where defensively he's gotten caught up in rotations, defensively he's gotten you know caught on switches, defensively he, he just doesn't get out to his man. He doesn't play the on-ball defense um, that you know we've come to expect from Andre Drummond. So I understand that costing him some minutes or costing him, you know, the, the coach should maybe be a little tough on him for a few games. I understand that. But you have DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, well, yeah, we know what DeMar scores. He doesn't play a defense. Zach Levine. Played a complete terrible fourth quarter. Iota assume and Patrick Williams go up and down. There's some games where they yeah, their bodies are out there on the court. I don't know if their spirits are out there on the court. And all that being said, the one thing that you can't say with Andre Drummond is that he's not engaged. He may make mistakes. No per- no player's perfect. And there's a reason why he's a backup now in the NBA instead of being a starter. But still, there are times where we just need his size. So does Billy Donovan have something against Drummond? I don't know if it's personal. I just think that Billy Donovan does like the minutes that he gets with Derrick Jones Jr. out there. I think he likes the way that Derrick Jones Jr. gets out in rotation. Derrick Jones Jr. has been playing pretty damn good. But at a time where we've been missing Dragic and Javante Green, to me, if you're not going to play... Uh, Jalen Terry, there's no reason for Andre Drummond not to be getting minutes. We need to start seeing the big man because in our last couple of losses, it would have been nice to have a big man that you go out there and get your five rebounds and six points in eight minutes. It would have been nice to have that, especially when the Bulls have been getting out rebound. That's just me. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This is another one from my auntie, Goon. Hey, what up, a.k.a. Goon. I'm not even happy this morning. The last two
1: games from Indiana and Charlotte, that shit was embarrassing. Fuck Indiana. Charlotte was embarrassing. This this team is number 15 in the fucking NBA League. Is y'all serious? This team came out playing like they had heart, like they had soul. It'll punch y'all. Uh, hey, I don't know, but some got to give. Y'all come to have meetings and shit. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck this is, these meetings about. How the fuck to piss us off. Because the fuck. y'all not listening to Billy in that damn fucking room. Y'all not hearing anything Billy got to say. Y'all not listening to no plays. No nothing. Yesterday when I watched this game, I seen motherfuckers in the corner with their hands on their hips. Motherfuckers not uh, running. They walking. They jogging. I, yo, you can't be listening to I'm getting sick of your ass. Now, this your second year in the NBA. I don't know when you' trying to when you'll figure out your shit. I don't know when you'll get your shit together, but you need to get your shit together. Kobe White, you've been doing love. but my thing is with you. You keep missing all these open ass threes, all these open ass shots, bro. Alex Caruso. Turnovers, coming in hacking, bro, y'all gotta play ball, then stop crying about these punk ass fouls. We're not getting no fouls. Get the fuck off the floor and go play ball. Y'all play like some punk, y'all, this shit was embarrassing, bro. I don't even know what the fuck to say about you bitches. I can't even, I can't even figure y'all, y'all you ass was bath polar. I told Hayes, I told Cody at game, do not believe in y'all. Y'all like some bitches, y'all ass bath polar. Y'all don't know if y'all coming or going. This shit don't make no motherfucking sense. I'm sorry. Zach, Debo, Vooch, Billy, Mark, I don't know, AK. Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. But some, hey, some asses got to go. Some names need to be changed. And these seats need to be changed. I don't give a fucking me. I'm walking everybody at the motherfucking door, everybody getting a pink slip. This shit don't make no sense. Y'all, y'all get, y'all got a, I don't give a fuck attitude. The boys don't give a fuck if they win or not. The boys don't care. So why should we care? Why should I be doing all this yelling? Keep on coming on y'all podcast and leaving voicemails. This shit ain't working. I'm not gonna yell at no kids. That's no man. Straight the fuck up. They hard headed as hell. The bulls don't listen to shit. They do what the fuck they want to do. They got a fuck you attitude every time they they, they even enter Chicago Bulls Center. I'm, I'm tired. I can't do it. Fuck the bulls. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them! I'm sick of this shit. I'm tired of watching this bullshit. That's why they new name is They new name. Hayes is the Bullshitters. Do not forget the Bullshitters they ain't the Chicago Bulls no more. The Bullshitters that's their fucking name. They go some good ball Jamal. the fuck? They some clowns without fucking makeup. They what the fuck? This team is. I ready to go to the circus before I go to the
0: Listen, I I I completely this. I'm I, goon is goon was me on the last post game show. Um. I'm a little able to be a little bit more calm now because I've, I've taken some time. I literally, I recorded yesterday's daily episode, and I did not look at any Bulls news. Outside of being on the Cognac Boys invasion show, I didn't even think about the Chicago Bulls. I needed that level of separation. Um, And this team is just frustrating. This team has been so up and down. This team has been playing like cowards to just be quite frank on it. Um, And hopefully we see that start turning around for this team. I don't know how hopeful I am about that anymore, but – Man, it's been, it's been a tough go for the Chicago Bulls this season, man. And a tough go for Bulls fans. And I'm sorry that y'all have had to go through this, man, right along with me. This is the team that we love, um, and it's frustrating. And, you know, the t- the players, the coach, even AK and Eversley, nobody's getting a pass from me anymore. Something – like I said, I understand not every trade deadline is going to be huge. Not every offseason is going to be a series of a bunch of moves. But if you see this team struggling, if we come back, we're primarily the same team without making some improvements – At the start of next season, it's going to be a dark start to the season because you guys are going to see Petty Roosevelt very early, very often in the offseason. But overall, this has just been frustrating. I'm not even hopeful that the Bulls can turn it around anymore. This just is who we are. If we get into the playing tournament, okay, cool. I don't have any faith of us getting really out of the playing tournament at this point. And maybe that turns around. Maybe this team comes in and plays a little bit better um, over the back end of the season. I'm just not expecting it anymore. And so, that level of separation has helped my mental health. I'm not even going to lie to you. Let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Michael Korn. Hey, what's up, Hey, What can anyone
2: really say about the Chicago Bulls at this point? Um, I want to echo something you've been saying for a couple months, and that is this team ain't it. I'm thinking that uh, the Acme uh, front office experiment has been a disaster. Uh, I like how you uh, evaluated their moves uh, in your podcast this morning. Uh, you were spot on. You know, the first sign was, uh, the first troubling sign was they didn't ask uh, Boylan. They wanted to see for themselves when everyone knew that he was a shit uh, coach. and Kind of think that way of him as a person from the little you could see. But anyway, um, I dig Lonzo Ball, but and uh, by the way, I like the Bulls players a lot. But as a as a player, did Acme really do uh, their due diligence? Um, I think they have been lacking transparency on the fate of his knee. Um, uh, you know, it's a minor meniscus surgery uh, that turned into be a disaster. I personally don't think they vetted. Lonzo Ball and his medical condition and not betting has been an issue of his ownership. Look at the White Sox, with Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, Tony LaRusso. They, you know, didn't have to bet. They knew uh, his flaws. Um, Clevenger, the pitcher, how does their front office and ownership take a shot at him without doing due diligence? Um, it really sucks. And uh the, Last thing I'll say, the roller coaster hasn't been Bulls play like crap, and then they play great, and they keep swinging back and forth. That, that's not really the pendulum. I think the range is they either, when they beat good teams, are okay and gives us some hope, but man, are they bad when they lose to crap teams. Uh no, it's the NBA, but uh, the Bulls have been going from okay to really suck. And, I'm sorry, the the weight of those losses are just more uh brutal than the satisfaction coming out from the few good wins they eke out against good teams. Um, I don't know if you blow it up. If you can blow it up, can you really blow it up? Because I think the trading market or the trade market uh just seems to be uh completely dysfunctional. We'll see by the trade deadline. I think that's because, you know Gobert getting you know three draft choices for him and like all the just the last year or so of deals I think put the Bulls in a really bad shot to compete and to build a, an impactful roster. Lord help the Bulls. I'll be listening to the mailbag. I expect to hear some really
0: passionate comments uh from fans. uh Keep up the good work. And Michael Corn says that the Acme experiment has been a disaster. And listen here. I won't say that it's been a disaster completely, but as I reevaluated their moves in yesterday's episode, you guys know my feelings on that. Now, ownership also definitely has a place, and I love that Michael Korn talked about ownership, not only just with the Chicago Bulls, but the Reinsdorf ownership overall. The fact that the Reinsdorf's, wanted Acme to consider keeping on Jim Boylan is is ridiculous and that shows you how separated the ownership is from knowing what it takes to build a winning team that right there is the perfect example of how far this team this ownership is from really understanding this shows how important it is for this ownership to have a GM that really understands the ins and outs and how to build a team because the ownership they don't know what the fuck they're doing the ownership is on bottom dollar you wanted them to keep on Jim Boylan who was at that point one of the laughing stocks of coaches in the NBA. You brought up Tony La Russa. Great point there as well. Like, the ownership, the Ryan Zerf's have to wake up. And I don't, uh, listen, as long as the, the Ryan Zerf's are the owner, it's always going to take a really strong, smart, and financially crafty GM if the Bulls do ever want to get back into championship contention. They, they say the right lip service. They say they want to play for a winner. They'll, they'll pay the luxury tax for a champion. All this shit. Listen, you got to show me. Ownership, players. GMs, everybody got to show me. Right now, the only thing that we're being shown is that we're a middle of the pack team that's going to be lucky to sneak into the play-in, and that everybody has a part in that. The coaching staff has a part of that. The players have a part in that. The front office has a part of that. The ownership also has a place in why we are where we are as a franchise. And let's see if it can be turned around. Let's see how hopeful we we how how much hope this team ends up being uh, uh, deserving from us as a fan base. But at the end of the day, man. It'll all be told on the court. But that's it for me for today, guys. For now, I'll be back later on tonight for the pregame show, halftime hangout, and postgame shows. But otherwise, make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comment, concern, gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail for our mailback episodes, which we we'll have another one tomorrow, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like I like to in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can. It's game day for whatever that means. Love you guys, man. Peace.
1: This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.